Guys and girls, you've all heard about property values doubling every 10 years, the last 50 or 100 years. Is it still possible? We'll be back with you shortly. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 374. Property prices, capital growth. We all, you would have heard the reference um, in many shows about the property market doubling every 10 years. Is it true? Can we expect it to come forward? And I can officially announce, announce it's true. We Googled it. And if it's on Google, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's back. Yeah, three different sources. Um, well, yeah. we're just going to hold. We're going to hold on that statement for the next couple of minutes and just give yeah. you some information for you to make a decision on what you think. Qualified information, not just Google, um, and uh, you decide. So, Michael, give give me some compelling evidence for and against property values doubling every 10 years. Good morning to Anmal. Good morning to Jeff. Good morning, everyone. So I'm just bringing up the official Google. Over the last 40 years, Sydney average capital growth was 7.4%, meaning properties doubled in value every decade. And I like we could, you've got to, to look forward, you've got to look back, see the trends to give reassurance if it's a good investment. It's like anything. If you're going to buy into it, you want to see how, like any business, you want to track to see how it's been going, but then you also want to look at how it got there and can you forecast that going forward. And I definitely believe we're still on track for that. One, if we look at this decade, especially because you know when people are like, well, it's already gone up, I've, I've, I, there's no point buying in, I've already missed the boom. A lot of people think have that sort of thought. For, for, for this decade, we, we haven't done you that. And you don't want to buy at the top of the curve. Correct. You don't want to buy at the top. Um, so you always see people betting against the company or the short squeeze for GameStop, um, but the property market. So one thing this decade, we haven't done the double. I think we're half of a, of a, of a double. So there's still plenty of growth there, but you've got to look at the core factors. We're probably our, Sydney's New South Wales biggest contributor to the property market going up. And that is our population growth. Um, is a big thing. A lot of immigration comes to New South Wales primer, uh, first and then Melbourne, and that's very similar to the property market. Like I'm looking at here, our Sydney, just the Sydney, not so not the state population, is just under 5 million. And 20 years ago, we were just under 3.8. So what's that, a 30% increase? Oh, more. 10% would be 380. Yeah, 33, 35% increase in property and then when we look at the construction i had a really good snapshot in one year it was only uh, twenty thousand new dwellings built so, so simple economics supply and demand we've got a huge amount of demand coming in to sydney from either domestically people moving from uh, queensland down to sydney families getting larger as the years pass but also the immigration I know immigration last stats I looked at, we get two to 250,000 a year 
um, immigrating into Sydney in particular. I know even, I think it was um, one of the Prime Ministers, he wanted to reduce that. And the year you put in some policies to reduce it, it actually went up. So demand to live in Australia, and we've discussed this before, Mark, with COVID, I think it's emphasised people wanting to live in Australia when they can eventually move in here. With We're an island that we're very economically sound, we're safe. I was chatting with my buddy the other day who does forensics uh, for the police and murders was only like 300, 400 for New South Wales or Sydney, which a year, super low. If someone asked me, I would have thought of a few thousand. So we're a beautiful area to live in, which can all give someone yeah, confidence crime. to buy in. Yeah. Crime. Yeah. Crime, economic stability, the growth in the market. Education. Yes. We have for not like a lot of students coming in for education. So if you look at our core pillars, they're very strong. All right. Now, another thing, um, everyone, I want you to have a think about now. A couple of people that have made comments, Anmal, Jeff, uh, Nagawi, I would love to know if you think the New South Wales property market had the ability to double in 10 years is give me a yes or give me a no. I'd love to know who's watching if you think this. If you have have a punt with us and tell us what you think about the New South Wales property market if you think it's got the ability to double. But Michael and people that are watching, you've got to understand this. If I, if I do a, a snapshot grab of the last 10 years of pricing in most, I'd say 95% of suburbs in Sydney, 95% of suburbs of Sydney where they haven't had where they've had good stability, right? If you are looking at that, I do have to say to you, property values, if they have reached 100% in 10 years, that's double. If they've reached 0% in 10 years, prices haven't moved. If you have a look at majority of the New South Wales suburbs, particularly Metro Sydney, they have all moved between 75 to 82%. So yep. when people are saying the property market is overcooked, when people are saying the property market's got nowhere to go, until it gets to 100%, it's just doing what it's always done for 50 years. You've got to understand that, guys. So people are going, oh, my God, it's crazy. Oh, my God, I'm getting priced it's out. Unsustainable. It's, it's, That's what it's they unsustainable. think. It's actually below par and on tr and prob and and I won't even say on track because it's it's below where it should be performing over the last ten years. Yeah, and that's a big thing because some people look at one year and go fifteen percent up. This is ridiculous. It's going to crash, sell. But when you take it the step back and you do the helicopter view and you go, hang on, well we've always done x amount we're actually under it we're actually not doing too bad and then you look at the factors we discussed mark like the education the immigration the actual area if the area has gotten let's say the area hasn't improved then you would expect very similar results but i think a lot of people can agree sydney's gotten a lot better our cultures like it's gotten better so, and we're still under so there's that growth there but the big thing is supply properties as much as we all it's almost like you hate sometimes how slow councils can be and lack of development or construction but on the other hand that just gives you great stability when you've got limited construction and a great financial market with um 
comp they're not just giving loans out willy-nilly then you've just got the stability that the growth is very strong Mark, we touched on yesterday because you were looking at a lot of property growth graphs and 2019 just every graph dipped heavily and it was around uh, that sort of commit commission do you want to go through that because i think that plays yeah, a role with we we um as as real estate agents we're starting we we we're looking we're looking back at how how the markets performed, um and today we've spoken about the market going up, but people can't forget that the market goes down, but what goes down what goes up must come down what goes what goes down must come up when it comes to the property market yeah, so what. <laughs> <laughs> so what actually happens is if there is a correction from a GFC, from a recession, uh, from a uh, um, from fin the financial markets, or uh, when there's a correction in the property market, it's got to come back. And it's got to mm. come back to make up that lost ground and it's got to come back and to get stronger. Now, we looked back on the last 10 years and you would not, be you would not believe this. Even as real estate agents, we were looking at these graphs going, what the hell happened in 2019? So Michael and I were, were, were analysing um, the the data um, and looking at the last 10 years, and it was really obvious that something bad happened in 2019, so bad that the graph went down significantly. When I say significantly, it's not like the stock market, but yeah. for us, it was significant in the property market. Yeah, and Michael, five, what do we find? <laughs> yeah, so... the. We, we found the Royal Commission was going on because everything's delayed, just like prices. So, like, delayed. So, we looked back probably the within that year. What, what big happened that could affect property, like sentiment for property, getting loans for property or construction? And there was a lot of the financial bad sentiment from the Royal Commission. And then what, which is one factor, but then what happened because of that? Banks, bank got really tight giving loans because we knew we had deals falling over. I know you were doing a purchase for the office just prior before, and it was like, wow, these banks are asking so many more questions, and we're hearing that from buyers. And then obviously there's that chain reaction, which is three, six months later. So with all that in mind, the property market took a dive, 5 10 15%. But then once that passed, we saw it skyrocket, five ten fifteen percent and what happened there the sentiment had passed banks were a little bit looser so the thing I, I can't stress enough whenever you see the property market go down i reckon 90 percent of the time it is from an external factor the sentiment of aussies migrants buying property owning their home i don't think has shifted ever since i've been in real estate and mark you've been in a far 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 longer i don't think it's shifted either that sentiment and we when the market slows down it's not because people go property's not for me that's not the way for my family that wealth no it's generally the loans are harder the media it's something external so even though that's yeah. a positive thing because as long as we still want to buy property you're going to have that growth and demand yes there'll be COVID royal commissions elections easter all the this most, stuff yeah the, the most powerful driver in the property market is sentiment is our culture sentiment our culture how you feel about about the acquisition of a property 
is uh, that sentiment, that positive or that negative is so, so important and external influences towards that. Like at the moment, COVID affected that sentiment. The um, global financial crisis affected that sentiment. Uh, there are all different sectors that affect sentiment. Sentiment's a bloody hard thing to measure. <coughs> it's, so, it's so true. But the one thing I stress anyone looking to buy who owns a property, it's sentiment's the easy fix. In, in, in a sort of a way it's not it's almost like a property mark you're looking at a house it's got concrete cancer or needs a paint job paint job sort of that cosmetic it's easy to be repaired like you can get through it rather than a foundational issue when you have something like COVID the property market goes down that's nothing to do with the core belief or the the process of buying a home, that's your external. So that's more of my analogy of a cosmetic. And I think that's key for a lot of people when you're looking at buying an asset, if, in, if especially if you're buying in bad times, because the smartest investors we know are buying in bad times because they're looking at it going, no, th this will pass. COVID will pass. The GFC will pass. The Royal Commission will pass. Yes, sentiment's bad. The media's bad. People aren't buying, but they're not buying because they don't believe in the property market. They're not buying because they don't want to live in Sydney. They're not buying because of that type of stuff. So I think when that's still strong, you've got you, you could expect the property market to do for the next 10 years what it's done for the last 40 and 50. It's pretty deep, eh? Hey? Oh, Mark, go on. I was just patting myself on the back. I thought that was a good little rant. <laughs> Um, not sure what's happened to Mark, but that was sort of, I've put in the link to two articles. One's got the Sydney population growth, so you can track that. And then I did the article about the property values, some really juicy, some great information on supply and demand, vacancy rates, construction rates, because that's key. When we see an upshot in construction, more supply, a little bit of pressure on apartments. So. Um, anything else you want to add on to the mark? On add on to this mark. Felt like I did most of the talking. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> I was did. pretty passionate. You did a really good job. But summarising, it's the greatest quote I can give everyone for today and in conclusion of what we've been speaking about today is there was a, um, in the States, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, uh, he was one of the most successful property investors in the world. Uh, I think it was a council or something, count, I can't remember anyway. Um, they said, listen, what do you think about the property market? What do you think it's going to do? You know, over the next year, do you think it's going to be going up? Uh, he said, look, all I can say is it's been a wonderful property market the last 100 years. And I think it's going to continue to be a wonderful property market the next 100 years. My point is, it's long term. Yes. That's key. Play the long game. There are little things you can do interim, adding value, which we've covered in many shows. But um, it's not it's not it's not the timing you buy in the market. It's the time you spend in the market. Something like that. 
But anyway, that's a wrap. And guys, that was really good. Yeah. Negative or positive, let us know your feedback. Love ya. Cheers, boy. <laughs>